0: This is episode 31 with Chandler Jericho. Welcome to the Manifest Miracle Show with me, Meg Sylvester. This is a podcast all about spirituality, mindfulness, and our connection to the deeper world realm. Tune in to hear stories all about people who have turned the ordinary into the extraordinary, gain insight and inspiration to help you live a life that feels divinely guided and on purpose. So come with me. And let's manifest miracles. Welcome to this episode of Manifest Miracles, where we are diving into money mindset and balancing the divine masculine with the divine feminine. Chandler is a college dropout turned entrepreneur who built two seven figure businesses before the age of 30, then sold it all to travel the world to expand his awareness in other cultures, sustainability, and to deepen his spiritual practice. He came back after traveling for 12 months with a burning desire to help other impact-driven thought leaders tap into higher realms of potential through immersive experiences. His mission is to collectively come together and learn from one another so we can all make conscious decisions in the world, ultimately creating a ripple effect that we can all benefit from on our spiritual journey. He's just wrapped up a transformational retreat with the Rising Collective in Costa Rica. Chandler is the embodiment of a visionary and conscious entrepreneur that emphasizes the importance of passion, presence, faith, fun, community, and spiritual connection so we can all thrive in a more connected and awakened world. Chandler, welcome to Manifest Miracles. How are you, my friend?
1: I am fantastic. Always blessed.
0: Okay. You guys know how there's like, you have your soul tribe on earth. And when you meet a person, you're just like, hi, I know you, I've known you for lifetimes. So let's talk about all the things and go really deep. Like right now. Um, that's how <laughs> I felt meeting you Chandler. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Yeah. The feelings definitely mutual. It's so quick. Cause it's like, pow.
0: uh-huh. And we're, we're both Geminis, so we're like, let's talk about all the things, and also this, and also this, and also this. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's crazy how our brain works. I think Geminis are the only ones who understand Geminis.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we're beautiful, multifaceted beings who can change subjects really quickly.
1: <laughs> Hold multiple conversations simultaneously.
0: Sometimes with ourselves.
1: With ourselves, and yeah. <laughs>
0: Makes it really fun to be a partner of a Gemini. Yes. Um, okay, Chandler. Let's let's dive in. Tell us one of the coolest things that you've ever manifested.
1: One of the coolest things that I've ever manifested. Uh, well, at first, as you are saying that, I was like, man, I was like, there's so many things that I feel like are just kind of like, as that Gemini you're we just talking about. I'm like, oh, you know, I have like 30 different things that are in the current process of manifesting. Um, but the one that actually stands out, to, like, so. Clear to me is the literally just kind of the retreat that we hosted in Costa Rica. Um, There it was like three years ago, I had this dream, and it wasn't a dream where you know you're like you're just like visualizing, but it was a dream as like I was sleeping and I woke up, and um, it was so vivid that I had to go journal about it. And so that's exactly what I did. And what what the dream was was living in a community with. Um, just kind of everyone that's kind of like on this like same path of spirituality and just like depthful understandings. Um, We are growing our own food and we are dining in community in the evenings. And during the day, like, we're just like, we're not focused on the work aspect of life. We're really, really just focused on connecting with each other and helping each other kind of uh, feed into each other's collective consciousness. And, shortly after that dream um i lived or i uh, i traveled to costa rica and before i went out to costa rica i went to this metaphysical shop and when i was inside this metaphysical physical shop i was feeling kind of lost on ground because this is the first time i ever traveled outside of the country so i was really really nervous i wanted something to kind of just like make me feel um okay with kind of the surrender essentially and just stepping into that flow state and when I walked in there, the lady that approached me, she immediately came up to me and started talking to me about these different stones that were kind of, she's like, I recognize this one, but it looks like it was calling you. And I forget the name of it, uh, what the exact name was. I have to you know, find where the stone is, but it's very like, uh, it's very shiny. It looks like a rainbow kind of. And she basically told me, she's like, your universal sign is rainbows. So whenever you see rainbows, just don't necessarily ask questions, just kind of start to follow those um, follow that synchronicity, follow that sign, and just use it as confirmation for yourself. And I was just, you know, took it for what it was. Like, my first thought was this lady's trying to sell me stones because the next <laughs> one she came up to me was an $80, $90 stone, and she came back with another stone. And I was like, I'm just going to buy them all right now, I suppose. So I walked out with a lot of stones. Um, But I ended up in Costa Rica, and the first thing that we saw as soon as we landed was was a rainbow in the sky. And I didn't think too much into it. Just the first thing that popped into my head was uh, that moment. And I just kind of smirked and carried on with my day. Um, And nothing really like showed itself much beyond that um, until probably about three or four days that we were inside Costa Rica traveling around. And What we're doing is we're backpacking from like hostel to hostel. And we ended up at a kind of like a resortish type of hostel in a way. And I was getting very frustrated and like built up inside and a lot of tension. I was just like, I don't need, like, I don't like gear right now. Like nothing's going my way. And, you know, sure enough, like a rainbow kind of like appears into the sky kind of calm me down. And I walked into the room and talked to Jasmine and talked to the person, the person that we we're with. And I was like, we should leave here and go somewhere else. And I don't know where that is, but we should just go South. And that's kind of, you know what we all collectively decided together is to go south, and to speed this—you know—this manifestation from the south because I, I love the details of it because these are all this is kind of like the journey that I had the small synchronicities I was connecting along the way. Um, we ended up staying at this hostel, uh, randomly booked it the night before, and we're just having a conversation. Uh, i like at the bar, we're talking to some other backpackers, and world travelers, and I was talking to this girl to the left of me, and she was telling me about this property that she lives on. And so first off, she just flew back in from the U.S. She lived in Houston, Texas, and she's just kind of like, I land and I usually just hitch rides, either hitchhike or I uh, stay at a hostel and someone like just drives me back to my property or something like that. Like I just see what the universe has in store for me. And so I was like, tell me about your property. What do you have going on? She's like, oh, it's amazing. You know, we live in this community and we grow our own food. And we, uh, we work on like we do breath work and uh, prayer in the mornings together. We have a waterfall that's on the property. The sun rises in the east over the mountain behind us and sets in the west. And just literally everything to the T that wow. was in my dream was the things that were coming out of her mouth. My heart just dropped right in that moment. Wow. And I'm like, I look at her and I was like, I need you to hold on for one moment. And I turned back to Jasmine and the friend that we we're with. And I told them, I was like, we need to cancel our reservation here tonight and go with her. And they're like, who is that? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I just met her like 10 minutes ago, but everything that she just described is literally what was in my dream that I told you guys about before we left. And, um, so luckily they had some divine trust in me in that moment. And we ended up going out to that property with her. Cause I was like, how are you getting back Because so I turned back to her. I'm like, how are you getting back home? And she, she's like, I'm not really sure. And I was like, well, I have a rental <laughs> car. We have an extra seat. And if you would like, you drive you back and just let us stay in place and kind of check out like what you have going on. And so that's literally exactly what we ended up doing is we went there and like saw it all and it looked so beautiful and amazing. There's a few things that I wanted to change, journaled more about it end up leaving Costa Rica and speed that up to, you know, another 18 months later. And it's consistent visualization, you know, visiting different properties. We, you know, Jasmine and I traveled the world, like working on different regenerative farms and just understanding different cultures and communities. And like, so we can have a better grasp and understanding of if this is something that we are working on manifesting, let's act as if we already have it. Let's, you know, step in t- kind of into that like quantum realm of already living it, being it. And uh, that's what we're doing for, you know, solid 18 months, just acting and living as if like it was already real and like always talking to the owners of that land that were down there and like really acting as if this is our land and we visit there all the time and like we would visualize this in our meditations. And I was getting more and more clear in my meditations on exactly what this property looked like. And so this retreat that we just hosted, um, we went out there and I did a tour of the property, just kind of like a solo vision quest reflection where literally like the food process production system they have is just like so perfectly laid out and well done. And there's a team that's managing it and they have every vegetable and, uh, um, fruit tree and like leafy greens that you can think of they have um, chickens that kind of like roam around everywhere and they have big open grass fields to where like you could meditate or sunbathe they have a beautiful like pool um, it had like modern day amenities that like i would want inside of my like it's like the, i've been having in my vision and it was just this immense and insane and then like you see the people too everyone's walking around with these smiles and like you see in the distance people are hugging and like people are spending moments with each other and doing eye gazing and um even like it's even down to the detail to the vehicles that were in the garage that I wanted which were Land Rover Defenders wow. and they're like, wow. like I had these visions of like these old school looking ones that would get through the mountains those were there also and um it was just so surreal like that I, I really had to take that moment of um I think very few times in my life I actually like sit down and like give myself an immense amount of uh, appreciation and gratitude. I think maybe could be it. Like sometimes I just get caught up in it. I'm going so fast or Gemini like is always thinking about what's the next thing. Like we're always thinking six Mm -hmm. steps ahead. Mm -hmm. And so that was a moment of just like true genuine connection and reflection because it's been a major, major focus um, over the course of the past, you know, three years that, you know, I've been going through this transition in life of like, you know, stepping into a deeper, more flow state and learning how to balance between that masculine and flow and allow manifestation to truly take place and happen and understand how to surrender to it and not control the manifestations, but allow the manifestations to come through me and step into those manifestations, regardless of what they are, you know, surrender to the emotion of it or the attachment of it and just kind of allow that to be in. I'm very happy and blessed that that was one that uh, had mm-hmm. such a clear coming throughs for. So yeah,
0: amazing. Yeah, funny. and i I love I love hearing the answers to this question, not to really hear what the thing or the experience was that my guests manifested, but to hear the process. Yeah. Because I think it's so important that people hear about you know, how unique the unfolding is for all of us. However, there are some universal truths when it comes to manifestation. The universe is always speaking with us. We are always in this beautiful cosmic dance. And if we can just open our eyes, including the two we see with and the one, you know, in the Mm -hmm. middle, um, there's always synchronicities being delivered to us. So whether it be rainbows or feathers or feelings inside of our body, You know, there's always synchronicities and then there's always the process of unfolding. And I think this day and age on social media and, you know, people just like talking about their dreams coming true and it, it, there's such a. like a a, a myth being represented about manifestations that it just happens and it happens quickly. And if you don't, then that means you're blocked and you need to heal and there's something fucked up inside of you. It's like, (laughs) no, there's, you know, manifestation. Yeah. Sometimes it can happen very, very quickly. And sometimes these bigger things that we're calling in take time. Although the universe, there's no difference between one and a million dollars to the universe but for our vibration to get into alignment with that, that can sometimes take a little bit of time. Um, But there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with things taking time. So I'm really happy that you gave us an example that was years in the making because I think it helps people to feel like there's nothing wrong with me. Sometimes things take time to unfold and that's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean like there's times that manifestation comes through so instantly. Like, I'm talking, like, within 15 minutes instantly. Right, like and so we can't instantly. even, like,
0: recognize it sometimes. Yeah. Like, no way, no way, no way, no way. Like, no <laughs> like
1: there's this time I was in, uh, oh, you know, actually, what was really cool, too, just to go back to that story, is as soon as we arrived to that property, there was a big rainbow painted on the inside of the, of like, main hall, yeah. And, of course uh, there was. Yeah, and of course, I have a picture of it, and, like, I, like, looked at that, and it reminds me. But there was even a time, like, you know, when um, Jasmine and I were thinking about, living in a like buying a van and doing van life for a little bit we decided that was gonna be too small and end up in an RV <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love but it. uh I was like I want a van but I don't want to pay for it I wanted to just present itself in my life and literally probably within 15 minutes and like uh least like this Facebook group or something like this a guy was like giving away his van and because he was like kind of like done with van life so I reached out to him and it was not a van that I would want to live in at all so it really trained me to be very specific on the type of things that I'm trying to call into Mm, uh, i love that yeah and just having that clear vision but i believe that we're total like if we're in alignment with our higher self like what our our intuition if we can understand how to recognize our intuition because i think that's training a muscle in itself then the manifestation can come very quickly and the matter of time like is no longer a uh it's no longer we understand that it could take 10 years or it could take five years or it could take 30 seconds. It's not really a big issue for us. We just know like what's true to us. And we just keep living in
0: that state. Hey loves, just popping into the middle of this episode to talk about body acceptance. So I really struggled with body image issues for most of my life. And I cannot tell you how much my life has changed since learning how to accept and embrace my body exactly as is. The Body Positivity Journal by yours truly, Megan Sylvester, is available on Amazon and where all books are sold. This is a journal to boost self-love and acceptance through inspirational prompts and practices. So if you are ready to kickstart your body acceptance journey today, check the link in the show notes, click it, and get the Body Positivity Journal today. Beautiful. Okay, so... Chandler, you built two, not just one, but two seven-figure businesses before the age of 30. Mm -hmm. And then you left it all behind.
1: Yeah.
0: So what have you learned from that process?
1: It's all a journey. Um, I think if you're following the things that you feel are right to you in the moment, regardless if you're relating to that as intuition, if you're relating to that as ego or whatever it may be, as long as you're doing the things that feel right to you, in that moment like a genuine true authenticity you feel true follow it, because there's a lesson that needs to be learned there inside of yourself and so if you want to you know peel those layers back you know those those that drive of building businesses came from a fear of uh scarcity and came from a lack of you know uh, like it just came from a lot of scarcity and i was young when I was like seven years old, I was knocking on doors and selling car washes and I would have my sister wash the cars. And wow. so by the end of the weekend, we would have, you know, 15 cars to wash and then we'd take that money and we would go to the arcade and buy pizza or something like that. And, um, but it's like, we didn't grow up in poverty, but it was, you know, there, if we want, my, my dad trained us very well to so he's like, you know, if you want something, you work for it. And, um, yeah, it just drove me to want to kind of always provide for myself and I didn't realize how unrooted un- I was until I would build that you know the first business I built and I realized I had you know the car or the house or you know the, the shiny objects and I had the flashy things I could show off to my friends but I would realize when I was going home and going to bed at night that there was something missing or something not feeling right inside of me and so for me, it's been very, very easy for me to make a very quick decision as to cutting things out that aren't serving me anymore. And so I like made that decision one night and within, you know I think it was like three weeks, I sold everything I owned, exited my partnership in that business and just packed my truck with a few pairs of clothes. And moved up to Tampa and kind of started, sounds like, cool, I'm just going to figure it out again and see what feels right to me. Because in the moment, when I started that first one, everything felt right and it felt beautiful. And I learned a great deal of lessons within there from, you know, business mindset to um, honoring your truth and not being afraid to kind of take, take risks and take steps, take big leaps. It's never too late to take a, take a, take a chance on yourself.
0: Yeah. Never too late. Okay. So for anybody who is kind of fixated on this idea of like building a seven figure business or building a six figure big business or having these five figure months, um, who's like really banking on that, you know, who's saying, well, I'm going to be happy when I'm going to be happy when you've experienced that you are someone who has genuinely experienced being on the other side of a seven figure business. So what do you have to say to to that, to you know, putting your happiness uh, on the other side of building the six-figure business, seven-figure business? Because you're now in the process of essentially building a, a spiritual business, right? Yeah. And so are you building it from the end goal of this is going to be a seven-figure business or what's the difference this time and how you are focusing your energy? Is it around the money or is it around something else?
1: Yeah, I love that question um, because some of the people that I work with, Are really fixated on the number. And I think one of the big points to drive home is that the number is infinite. It'll always change. You know, it's a moving target that you're always going to be kind of like shifting and and gearing towards. And the sooner that the mindset can be more fixated on the why of the business, because some businesses are like geared towards just, you know, finances. And um, I'm sure you can find purposes but i think if a why if you have a why inside of the business that's much bigger than yourself much bigger than the finances um the finances will always come because eventually you get burnt out from finances i guess some people don't but if you're you know tiptoeing into the spiritual realm and kind of you know looking for a life of purpose you're gonna want something to motivate you much more with a lot more depth than, than money. So if you want to chase a seven figure business and build a seven figure business, do it because you're not going to be satisfied until you climb that first mountain. And once you climb that first mountain, you're going to look over the mountain range. and You're going to realize there's a whole lot of other mountains to be climbing. And so go ahead and hit that seven figure mark and learn your lessons that you need to learn. But I'm here to tell you, it's going to be continuous because when I hit that first seven figures and you're like, cool, how much more, and then what mm. metrics do I need to change and adjust to make more, to make more, to make more? And um, it's fun to follow metrics for me in my life. Like I enjoy it. It you know, shows progress. That's kind of the masculine side of me. But I also don't like playing a game that is unwinnable.
0: Mm. What do you mean by that?
1: So if you're always, if you're changing, if you're, you can always change the number to a million to 10 million to a hundred million to a billion to a trillion look at Jeff Bezos, like still striving for more. And, um, I mean, I don't even know what he's evaluated at now, something astronomical, but what I'm getting to is it's a game of chasing numbers that never end. They'll just keep going and going and going. And so if we can focus, so how can
0: somebody, how can somebody put like a, a boundary of like, yes, I'd love to build this you know a six figure seven whatever figure feels exciting to you yeah and 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 say but this my happiness will not be conditional upon that you know or else because then we just end up always chasing and you know look at the state of our country it is like a corporate greed machine right mm-hmm. um so there's yeah. i mean yeah there's there's a lot of really wonderful and good things about it but it's also just like i mean it's it, America's starting to feel like a business, mm-hmm. you know, sort of a country. And so like, when is enough enough? Or, you know, how can we, how can we build these boundaries to say I'm happy now? And I also want to build a six figure business. Does that make yeah. sense what I'm asking?
1: Yeah. So what I'm hearing is how do you make money and be happy?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be satisfied with it. Yeah. Be satisfied where you are. Yeah. But still have you know, the desire to, to bring in more finances.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be lying if I don't have, you know, numerical metrics that I'm always trying to, to hit. And when I have, when I set these numerical metrics, what I'm doing is I, I know that this money isn't delivering me happiness. I know that this money is going to deliver these other things that require finances that pull me closer. So if I'm trying to donate, if I have a goal of donating a hundred thousand dollars a year to um, charities, that's gonna be plugged into my financial goal. And then I have a certain lifestyle that requires X amount of requirements and then savings and investments, or maybe I wanna invest into like, you know, 10 other businesses by the time of this milestone of my life. A lot of these things require, cause we live in a financial world, essentially. Mm-hmm. A lot of those things require finances. Um, so that's a good metric to kinda track, but we don't have to hit any metrics to give ourselves permission to be happy. Or to give ourselves permission that we're worth it, and I hear that a lot. Is a lot of people, you know, they have like almost imposter syndrome, or they have um, just they don't feel like it's they're worth it, and that can hinder a lot of financial abundance in people's in people's lives. And so we can be happy right now, like right now in this moment. Just give yourself the permission. You have the keys to unlock the kingdom. You just got to use them. You already have them, and so. But the money, the monetary numbers are great metrics to follow, um, to kind of keep you driving and moving forward. But again, having those bigger, what is it? Those bigger uh, goals that require finances that can kind of help fund those things. Does that make sense? What do you?
0: Yeah, totally. Okay. What do you? What do you have to say to somebody who like has this idea of? you know, building this, this business of bringing in all these finances, but, you know, at the end of the day, if they get honest with themselves, they're like, I, but there's no way, there's no way I'm capable of doing that. But I don't like if they don't believe in themselves, but, but they, but they want it, but they don't believe in themselves. There's, you know, definitely that self-worth stuff. So how, how could you, how would you support somebody who's feeling like that in the moment?
1: Hmm. That's a whole session in itself. (laughs) (laughs) know.
0: Give us the one magic question that would heal all of that.
1: Yes. Yes. What's the magic phrase? <laughs> um, man. Yeah. I mean, like the first thing is I want to know is I, I want to know kind of, I would just ask them like, why, like when's the last time that they felt unworthy or when's the last time that they felt like they didn't deserve something. And I'll just start peeling the layers back on where they're where they're at in their life because you know it can be so multidimensional, and why someone's feeling that way um yeah but
0: i like that idea i like that idea of just using that as a journal prompt so for anybody out there listening um you know who who does have aspirations to build um you know a business but you're not quite sure about the money piece like when's the last time I felt like I didn't deserve something and then to then follow that up with why 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 to try and get down to the root of it yeah okay so everything we've been talking about thus far has been kind of really rooted in the masculine Yep. but I just want to say that when we were so we spent time in Costa Rica together and we did a cacao ceremony together and you prepared the cacao you served it you played the flute and as we were sitting in circle I was like gosh this man is so balanced in his masculine and feminine energy and it felt so beautiful to be around so what does it mean to be a man who is balanced with masculine and feminine feminine energy and have you always been like that
1: i'm gonna take a moment to receive that because it feels good because it's something i've been working on (laughs) thank you um no, I have not always been that way. I've been, I've been hyper-masculine and, uh, that's where a lot of those, like the, the, the focus of building businesses and wanting to achieve or wanting to validate. Um, and not only was it like a business, it was, you know, doing bodybuilding and, uh, constantly pushing my body to these, like just next level limits and just like just constantly trying to seek just prove it yeah all the time and my body was sending me different signs and my mind was definitely sending me different signs um I'm trying to think of a I don't like using too much of the word uh like depression but it was definitely a kind of dark night of the soul like I didn't understand what was happening inside of me and I knew that I was unhappy on this venture that I was kind of on and I was like I was like all bundled up and I'm like yes like I, my skin was crawling and I actually ended up hurting my back really bad and so I was basically just forced to sit on my couch uh, for like three or four months and Jasmine was going to yoga school at that time and she would come home and she's like oh I have some yoga poses that can help your back let's let's try doing meditation and I'm all I was I've always been very very open to all kinds of you know personal development and growth and like new ways of, you know, just expanding my mind or expanding my body. And so I was like, yeah, I'll try meditation and I'll do some yoga. And that just kind of really opened up the doorway to understanding that um, life was so much more than just achieving things. and was so Mm. much more than just creating this massive bucket list and just checking it off every time I Mm. did it. And it allowed me to tap into the state of, kind of just being and being okay with like not needing to always go out and do something because I sat on the couch for three, four months. I had her carrying me to the shower and helping me shower. Um, I never got like MRIs or anything to my back, but it was like, (laughs) it was like this, like demobilized to the point where all I did for about two years was yoga. And I stopped lifting weights and actually developed like a lot of resentment towards the, uh, the kind of created a shadow for myself, but i developed a lot of resentment towards uh, that style of of lifting and working out and only did yoga. I was uh, practicing a, a very much like Ayurvedic style diet um, and started reading a lot of different types of books. And I think my favorite book that really instilled a lot of just kind of like flowiness into me. Was a book by uh, Mickey Singer called "The Surrender Experiment." Amazing, amazing book, and it's—I uh, mean, it was amazing for me because it changed—it changed me. And maybe it hits different for a couple different people, but um, it really just showed me again, like it's just like you know, following these small synchronicities that life is just—it just is, and there's nothing that we can truly control in life outside of ourselves. And when we can really just understand ourselves, we understand everything and everyone. And we understand that everything outside in the world is just a simple reflection of what's happening on the inside of us, because we're the only experiencer of this human vessel in this current moment. And so maybe start asking really wise, like, I guess for me, wise questions, and yeah. I try to write down three of them each day.
0: I love that. So what I heard is you went from living this life of like striving and achievements and accomplishments and proving it and, and this kind of nonstop go, 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 go energy and, and your dark night of the soul, your humbling moments you know, brought you the words that I heard were flow, Mm -hmm. community, it's like collective consciousness, this, this group consciousness, which is the divine feminine, you know, flow, creativity, intuition, community, that is the divine feminine. And the, the masculine, when the masculine is in an exalted is this, like the energy of the sun, it's action, vitality, focus, clarity, very much, but it turns toxic when it's, all about achievements and accomplishments and productivity without that balance of the feminine so how can and and being in the toxic toxic masculine isn't just something that happens to men women can very much be living through the toxic masculine lens living through the masculine lens and as their fortune toxic so so this question is for everybody not just men versus women because we all have the divine feminine and the divine masculine within us and both can turn toxic. So for those who feel like they're in this toxic masculine energy of striving, of competition, of proving, 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 how can we begin to heal that, that toxic masculine energy? Is there like a practice or, you know, something that you do day to day, you know, some practical wisdom of how to really tune in and, and, and heal that toxic masculine energy?
1: yeah it starts with small steps and that's all started with with me is i didn't i started with you know 4 minutes of meditation in the morning i think it was like uh there's an app that i used that just helped guide me but it was 4 minutes and so the 4 minutes grew into 10 and those 10 minutes grew into 15 and maybe meditation isn't you know maybe meditation isn't that person's jam you know i actually ended up starting with just taking uh, 30 minutes for myself each morning just spending those 30 minutes of time of alone with nothing on my schedule at all other than just just go in the backyard and sit down or spend a half an hour in the evening learning an instrument I learned how to play now I know how to play guitar drum flute didgeridoo I'm like looking yeah. at my instruments right now mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm, uh, like I, I know all those I know those <laughs> and before I didn't know how to play anything um but just spending a small block of time with yourself, uh, once a day that's in the micro and schedule out, you know, that's kind of the masculine. (laughs) I just made a post the other day, like talking about, you know, maybe like live by your calendar, but put blocks in there of freedom and flow and like be able to flow inside of there because structure equals freedom in my world. And so, uh, Yeah. So, you know, schedule in, you know, once a week or once a month, like two days um, of just doing absolutely nothing and treat yourself, Um, go, go to the beach by yourself. Don't hang out with anyone else. Don't, don't hang out with any other influences, just really be in the essence of yourself because you might have subtle changes in your energy that you're not even aware of until a year down the road. After doing it, because if you're making a 1% change each month over the course of a full year, you can make a, a pretty big impact on your character and who you are and the way you want to make the difference. I think a lot of times what I see is, you know, in the masculine is we're so results oriented that we want results. Now we want them instantly. And especially in a world where we have instant gratification and we want things just like quick, like pop, 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 pop. And, um, if we're doing small steps each day towards, you know, embodying more of a feminine energy, again, just starting at that 30 minutes and then maybe upping it a little bit. Like now I spend three hours to myself every day. Um, first thing in the morning, just taking care of myself and like filling my own cup up because if my cup is not full, then how can I overflow into other people's cups and so that time has become very, very important to me.
0: Well, and I love that because, you know, being with yourself and just scheduling time to do nothing that is connecting with the divine, with the feminine, because the feminine is being, mm-hmm. you know, it's this space, it's the space to like create and cultivate and, you know, playing your instruments, which you know is this creative flow. Um, and when we are so tied up in the masculine, this is this doing, 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 you know, and so, you know, while you were listening to Chandler speak, just a little gut check. If when you heard him say, you know, schedule some time to do absolutely nothing, schedule a whole day to do absolutely nothing, if you had any resistance to that, like, <laughs> but, 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 but things are going to fall apart, Think you know, if you had any resistance to that, that means you need to schedule a day to go do
1: nothing. <laughs> I feel triggered.
0: Right, right. That triggered me and I don't believe him. <laughs> Chandler, what do you believe to be true? about the world, if we can all come into a balance of divine masculine and divine feminine?
1: That's <laughs> a good question. No pressure. Yeah, right? I think the world will have a great sense of awareness. And with having a great sense of awareness, uh, I think comes a lot of compassion, empathy, connection, I think new communities can be built in very harmonious ways. Um, We've seen a world in a hyper-masculine state. And I believe we are, the scales are turning right now and tilting into um, a more feminine state. And maybe we'll go into a really, really feminine state. I don't know. But I know if the, like, just in my mind, if we kind of start tilting the scales from hyper-masculine to more feminine, there's going to be a balance period inside of there. And I'm really excited for that, whether it shows in a lifetime, the next lifetime or maybe 10 lifetimes down the road, who knows? Uh, but I'm just really excited to be a part of it. And we're all just a piece of the the collective consciousness and we don't have to be these massive world leaders or anything to have an influence. We just got to do the work on ourselves, and that's enough because that creates a ripple around the whole entire world. And, um, yeah, a smile can change someone's life.
0: What does the word miracle mean to you?
1: Miracle mean to me? Hmm. I haven't been asked this. Let me, <laughs> let me tap in. Let's see. I think miracles are something miraculous that happens that was meant for us that we knew that was meant for us deep down but the human is in such shock that it actually happened and disbelief that it actually happened that it catches us by surprise but we already knew that it was for us i think that's what a miracle is that's what it means to me
0: love it beautiful where can people find you
1: instagram it's the the mega media spot right now <laughs> <laughs> awesome. cool. yep.
0: and we'll make sure to put your instagram handle and in, in the show notes um chandler thank you so much for your time i just think you're such a wonderful human doing really great work in the world you are really a, a leader a leader in and bringing about this beautiful balance in the world you know tipping tipping the scales or bringing balance to the scales. So grateful for you grateful for the way that you're showing up in the world and these beautiful events that you are leading we'll make sure to include all the links for the rising collective and, and everything that you guys are doing um because it's just really really great stuff going on in the world thanks to thank you guys you. so yeah thank amazing
1: you. thank you so, yes you've been a, an amazing inspiration no knows meg was one of our mentors quite some time mm-hmm. ago and really instilled a ton of inspiration and drive inside of us so so for that we're definitely grateful for for your presence and you just being you as the soul you are
0: thank you so much my my heart my heart felt that it's just the cycle of abundance this you know this circle that's continuous that Mm -hmm. just you know keeps flowing so ah, grateful to be a part of it
1: yes beautiful thank you so much Meg
0: yeah bye Chandler thank you That's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Manifest Miracles. Before you go, I've got some exciting news to share with you. In August, I will be launching your sacred space to activate and amplify your highest truest self with kundalini yoga. The Lotus Collective is a monthly membership consisting of high vibe and soul nurturing weekly kundalini and yoga meditation classes taught by me. These 30 to 45 minute classes will take you on a journey traveling through the depths of your consciousness, reaching down to that sacred divine feminine power within you. You'll leave each class with a clearer understanding of who you are and what you're meant to do in this life, or at the very least, you'll feel a little better in your mind and body. So, like I said, this is an online community, it's an online membership with classes that will be recorded so you can come to them anytime that you have the time. You can practice once a week or you can practice these classes in Kriyas every single day. The membership will open in August and for those who get on the waitlist, you'll get access to the founders rate of only $12 a month or $99 a month for the entire year. So if this sounds like something that you've been calling into your life, check out the link below and the show notes for Lotus Collective waitlist and get on it. Thanks guys. Bye.